This is Hava Word with Adam Rowe and Dan Nightingale. What's happening? How are you? Good. I've sa- sorted out the soundboard. So, so what? What have we got? <laughs> I've got some. I've got the applause. Yeah. That was always hard. For every time, like Freddie Quinn gets mentioned. Who the fuck is that guy? Who the <laughs> fuck is that guy? <laughs> yeah, we we should absolutely use that whenever I go to say like a story about someone that the audience won't know. You play that. Who the play. fuck is that guy? <laughs> Do you know that's one of my everyone's favorite MMA clips? But when it's just Jeremy Stevens, like, oh, you you know exactly who I am. You're like, nah. So you've got like the you've got the name of a bloke that might have like gone to school with your fucking brother. You know Jeremy Stevens. Who the fuck is that guy? Um, what else have we got for when we're being gross? Disgusting. Disgusting. It's fucking one of yours. <laughs> I love that clip. You know. We that's still getting a lot of traction in our house, and uh, my th- near three-year-old can do an impression of it, uh, and it quite quite a good Glaswegian accent for a fucking little. We've said for a Bangladeshi child, disgusting. <laughs> She's like disgusting, disgusting. Um, um, I don't know where this came from, but it's uh, from Big Mouth, and I just heard it, and it made me laugh. And then I'm like, I don't know when this would come up in right. podcast conversation. You haven't jerked off in nearly 36 hours. That's unprecedented. We're never going to use that one, <laughs> but there'll be one episode where we just hit a lull. I am dying. You, you're going to have to save that, though. You're going to have to resist the edge and use that for when... It all goes pizza. Oh, that is going to really take some building up to. And also, the final bit of faffing, because I said to you about the, uh, have a word lady that's giving me the, she's giving me the the fear. Yeah. Um, But I, I think she's done a really good job on the intro. Yeah. I was just like, should we try something else? Are we definitely sticking with the East African lady that we found on that Fiverr app? It, it should be worth mentioning, though, that, you know, we were just trying to do our bit for diversity there. We are two straight white men, and we thought, what is the opposite of that? An East African woman. <laughs> and that's why we hire... And we did hire this woman and, and pay her. <laughs> Good, that sounded... That didn't sound right, did it? <laughs> and you said that, we did hire this woman and pay her. <laughs> I'm a feminist. <laughs> I hire prostitutes all the time. <laughs> Sex workers done. Oh, shut up! <laughs> so, so, we went on Fiverr... Intro. And I, I got someone else to do some of the intro. Right, I haven't heard this. This is important for people to know. I, I haven't got a fucking clue what's about to be playing here. Well, he, uh, yeah, okay. Follow us at Have A Word Pod. Check out our videos on YouTube. The best new podcast in the game. It's Have A Word with Adam Rowe and Dan Nightingale. The new way to tell your mates what's up. <laughs> I'm into it, you know. I too, right, Dan. The only thing is, can you? It sounds a bit tinny, doesn't it? Follow us at Have a Word Pod. Check out our video. Sounds like he's doing it on his own fucking Nokia. Follow us at Have a Word Pod. Check out our videos on YouTube. Anyway, what's to be uh, to be yeah. decided? So, did you? Is that you, or did you get someone to do that? Did you think that was me? <laughs> Let me try and do it. Follow us that Have a Word Pod. I'm doing it way more camp than it. Follow us that Have a Word Pod. <laughs> oh my god, doing accents is easy if you do them camp. Oh my god. 
It really is. I just find it a lot easier, you know? <laughs> anyway, Adam, how the hell have you been? I'm sound. What have you been up to, mate? Been in London uh, for best part of a week. Did uh, a little run through for a new telly show that I'll probably never get made, but it was fun. And uh, did some gigs. Did the Top Secret Comedy Club for my money in the top bracket that of comedy clubs in the UK and the world to be honest it's just dead dead good yeah and Up the Creek as well Up the Creek up the, have you done Up the Creek do it yeah I've done it yeah I don't do it loads I, I've not really done it but this was my first full weekend there um, and I tell you what that Friday like both both nights were good but that Friday night lineup, I reckon was would have been hard to beat anywhere else in the UK so Finn Taylor was comparing and I love Finn Taylor he's so fucking funny um, and as soon as he's had like half a lager he just adds this like edge to his act as well he's already got an edge anyway yeah he? but like it, the, the one little tiny bit of filter he's got just disappears but stole the show Friday night was um, Carey Marks man I haven't seen Carey for a while and I forget how good you know when people talk about like comics in the UK and like so it's like who you raising who you'd put in like your top you forget Carey Carey man his routine about um, he's, he's got this routine about on a plane when they say this is a no smoking flight and then he's like we, we know it's a, it's an airplane and then he lists a load of rules that also clearly apply <laughs> <laughs> like that they, they this is a no shitting in mouth flight this is a no fucking children flight <laughs> I love the list he does I it, love the list he does it he floored me Friday night. Yeah, so I I had a very good weekend uh, down in down in London. Um, what does he say about coming on coming on his girlfriend's tits? That's the strong start, by the way. Disgusting. Uh, <laughs> he says it, that's why she wears a cross because of all the fallen soldiers that have died there. <laughs> he didn't do that Friday. <laughs> Fucking hell, but, mate! If you're capable of thinking of that, yeah, I think you're aight. Yeah, I, he's just got such a a perfect comic brain, and every time like he'll watch it, and he he'll you know like a lot of comics will give you tags and go, oh, I've got a line to add onto that, and nine times out of ten you're just like that. I can't use that. That's like you, you're giving yourself. You're telling me what you would do with that joke rather than what I can do with it. It's a trick. The adding tags thing is tricky because you don't want to seem presumptuous, but at the same time, it is nice when a a, a comic sees an angle like yeah. All, all joking aside, Freddie Quinn gave me one of the best tag-ons to a bit ever. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> yeah, you won't have heard of him. He is, uh, he's an up-and-coming, uh, up-and-coming promoter, comedian, and um, uh, what he lacks in, you know, gigs, he makes up him for him watching Netflix specials. So he really knows the industry. <laughs> We're going to have to get him on at some point, you know, to answer when he's done, every accusation. Yeah, when he can add to the listenership and not take away from it. <laughs> um, he he gave me a great tag on, but every time someone starts one, he's like, do you know what you could do with that a bit? You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, thanks, guy, that I don't think can sort his own set out. <laughs> when yeah. you're like, what, what about your set, motherfucker? It, it's weird, though, because, like, I only do it for mates like good mates where I'll go hey I've thought of something here and it is a thing and like Paul Smith has given me some and Danny Mack have given me a, some uh, of the best tags because they, they'll just see a little thing um, and also there's been a couple of like acts who aren't that good or like a new 
who've gone, oh, have you thought of this? And I've got, like, it's made me think of something else and it, it can help. But a lot of the time, someone will go, do you know what you should do with this? And you're like, yeah, cool, thanks for that. And in the back of my head, I'm like, I will never, ever, ever say that out loud because you're writing in your own voice for my joke, which doesn't make yeah. sense at all. One one that Paul Smith gave me, which uh, really sort of annoyed me because it, it took a, what was a solid, really good bit and made it so much better. <laughs> Like it's it was virtually a, his bit. Now. Yeah, it like it took like a bit that was was a consistent eight and added a ten of a punchline on the end, and it it works a lot better than the northwest than anywhere else. But you know the routine I do about my lazy eye, and the fact that there's a thigh muscle in my eyelid now to sort of help balance it out. If you haven't seen the joke, it's on YouTube. Go and check it out. Um, but he added the tag at the end of it. Uh, I was the only kid at school who could do heads and volleys at the same time. Oh my! Just a murderous. That's really clever. It's so funny, isn't it? It's yeah. almost like he's good at stand-up, that guy. And the way he presents it to me, he's like, by the way, do you know at the end of your lazy eye bit, do you say you were the only kid who could do heads and volleys at the same time, or have I made that up? And I went, you've made it up, and now I say it. Oh, my God. <laughs> that guy dreams punchlines. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, when when people do it, you always worry that you're going to be like, ah, uh, you've, you've got to be gracious, haven't you? And just be like, oh, thanks, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. But... Yeah, it's a tricky one. Also, when are they giving you the tag on? Because when you're doing a new material night, I think that's really helpful if comics go, is that a new bit? Well, let me... I just saw the new bit. You've probably... they've You've run through it a few times. It might be the first time you've ever done it. I like that people might go, have you ever thought about adding that to it or maybe taking it that way? Yeah. But when you've been doing the bit a year <laughs> and someone's like, have you ever thought of like, no, I've just thought that bit fucking kills. I do it at the end of my set because it's the best bit. Just fuck off trying to clutter up my bit. Just fuck off. Uh, when when it's a new bit, I'm like, you're helping. It's literally like telling a granddad to be like, grumpy Dan do, today, have, do you want to go skateboarding? There's a little fire to, to Mr. Nightingale today. <laughs> it's because you've had the shits for a week <laughs> I've got to mention that Because what I'm hoping for Is that that emodium you've had wears off And we have to pause this so you can go for the shit And I don't want it to be a shit heavy episode Because it was Disgusting <laughs> It was the first 20 minutes of last week But there's every chance today That you're going to need to go for Daddy daddy I need a poop <laughs> <laughs> I think the, it will make my life and make this the most popular podcast of all time if, if you have to go and shit on the land at some point. If that I really in episode three, taking the Mickey out of my daughter for uh, for tweeting on the landing really has backfired. She shot on the landing. We all had a good laugh about it. The video of it went viral. We had a great time, didn't we? Oh yeah, loads loads of people watching that <laughs> laughing, and then the poo gods paid me back by giving me the dickiest tummy all week. I was driving to my gigs with a spare pair of knickers and some wet wipes in the car. There's nothing less rock and roll like, what are you getting for tonight, bitches? Cocaine? Uh, now a spare pair of underpants. I've got underpants, not boxers. I need it contained. And uh, wet wipes, full packet, non-fragrance. Yeah. Huggies, look at you doing all right, mate. Yeah. We're, we're at fucking they're, they're, Aldi for our wipes. They're always on offer in us, they're the Uggies. And uh, yeah, I just, I've just felt dicky. I don't know if that's making me... I don't feel angry, but uh, if I do poo my pants on this podcast, it's going to be either the best or the worst episode ever. It'll be the best And I'll have brought it on myself. Yeah. Um, where have you been the weekend? 
Uh, I was just local, local in Manchester. It's been really nice. We've had my uh, brother-in-law and uh, my sister-in-law up with their dog, which I'm just not used to. Just not used to having a dog in the house. Awesome. Gr- oh, it's great. It's great when you own the carpets. That's great. <laughs> Never. S- this is what we were talking about before, about like when you buy compared to when you rent, you're like, hey, when it's not your house. And as soon as you're out, you're like... That dog, by the way, is amazing. You never love a dog more. But you know that that thing of like kennels outside? All of a sudden I was like, I can see that now. I can see the old, that's where Rex should live out there. Are you a dog person? Would you be surrounded by like... Well, I've I've got a dog, haven't I? And we'll we'll defo get more down the years. Yeah, we'll have at least one more. Um, (laughs) You really are talking about like kids. We're just going to leave a bit of a gap between the dogs. Do you know what I mean? Because I don't think you want two puppies, you know. Yeah, well, that's... Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. All right, cool. It's yeah, exactly what you say. Yeah. She is like the baby of the house. Yeah? She stays in our bed with us. Oh. You're not into that? Well, she's been licking her a-hole. Good night, daddy. <laughs> well, this... <laughs> she doesn't lick her own bumhole. Dogs lick I the bum. I for it. Hey! <laughs> Have you ever thought of adding up? <laughs> she's a uh, yeah. We've got a dog called Minnie. She's she's great. She's very. Mate, she's Archie, my brother, my brother-in-law's dog. I, you couldn't love it more. Amazing. I've just we've just bought the house, and I've not tuned into having a dog in a house I've bought, owned before. Um, I love dogs. I do like them. I'm not buying one. I've got a kid. I don't need more ball lake. Right. Uh, but there was a point when when he got there we've just had the living room decorated and I don't know Archie seems lovely but I wouldn't say if there was like a an election he'd be president of dogs because <laughs> we were all sat around in the living room and he saw shadows on the wall and then was stood in front of a wall <laughs> looking at the shadows and then started trying to lick the shadows on the wall so he's licking he was licking the wall yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen a dog do that, but all I could see was dog saliva on my wall. I was like, this is this is this is a stressful this is a stressful. Four quid's worth of paint that Archie. <laughs> could you imagine how much of a ballad you'd have to be with a little roller behind the dog? Could you get your dog <laughs> to stop licking the fucking world? See, I, I never realised because I had a dog briefly when we were a kid. We had a dog for about six to nine months, um, and then we had to give it away because we it, there wasn't anyone at home to look after it. My mum was at work and we were always at school. So it wasn't really fair. I didn't realise how much you could love a dog Like when we got the dog We had a baby gate put in on the stairs So that the dog couldn't come upstairs Because I was like strict on it I was like Jade The dog's got to know where she's allowed and where she isn't She will never fucking sleep in this bed I think it's disgusting when people have Their pets sleep in the bed They've been walking around They've got dog shit on their feet And like And obviously they don't They tend to avoid it anyway But I was like, it's just not happening. She's like, you'll change your mind. And I was like, I honestly will never fucking change my mind on this. And I love this dog so much more than I love anyone, including Jade and me dad and me brother, that she literally one night, got. I left the baby gates open, she got on the bed, and I went, Minnie, downstairs. And she was looking at me like, but but I don't want to go downstairs. This is really comfortable, and I'm here with you and mummy, and wouldn't it be really nice if I stayed? And Jade was like, just let it. She's up here now. You can't throw her downstairs in the dark. I was like, right, t- the, this is the one time. And then, yeah, she she moved in. She lives in the bedroom now. Yeah, is she's that there, it? She, she, she broke the seal. She's there all day. Because you, you crack easy, don't you? Yeah. Just one dog like, can I stay on the duvet? You, you need to see this dog's face. <laughs> she's No, I don't. I know I do love dogs. And there was a, there was a couple of points uh, where, because uh, 
my niece is like three, Etta's nearly three, and Archie was, and they were just playing, and like Etta was like, had her arm around Archie, and you could see the dog was thinking, fuck my life, I'm surrounded by toddlers, <laughs> but Etta was like so entertained by it, I'm like, I get it, it is amazing, but I just can't detach from the practicality of like, give me a fucking break. I've got, <laughs> I've got one whirlwind. I've got literally one tornado going in a daughter. I don't need a, a fucking another with a dog because that's basically, that's two storms and that's then a, just a natural disaster. He's licking fucking walls. <laughs> it was amazing. Dogs licking walls, ass is shitting on the landing. It's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> I swear to God, if Laura divorced me, it would just be me in a really clean box, like <laughs> podcast recording equipment, like leave me the fuck alone. Tonight, I, I I've told you this story before, but I feel like this is uh, you, you you'll remember bits of it. I I feel like this is a story the audience is gonna know. So tonight, I'm uh, I'm doing a favour for a mate. So there's a lad you you know Tony Carroll, don't you? From when. I used to have a comedy He starts at the same time as me so Yeah how long did he do it? Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> people, people will know Tony Cattle Who listens to this podcast He's a he, he Oh by the way Before you get going I feel like I am About 30% more Scouse Since we've started doing this podcast My Twitter has become more Scouse I'm like <laughs> I'm almost I'm, I'm more invested When when Liverpool drew with Shrewsbury I was like Ah, it's frustrating, isn't it? For the squad, I'm like, oh my God, I'm not a Liverpool supporter. What's going on? I'm just getting oh, drawn that's, into That's Liverpool. my goal now. You've got to be a full on, like when we retain the Champions League in May, you're coming the fucking parade. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I was in Chester when you won the Champions League. I've got a, a lot of mates in Chester that are Liverpool fans and uh, that was something else. They've got a flat in Chester above Ian Rush's flat. <laughs> really random. Apparently Ian Rush has got a flat in Chester. And when we uh, we were watching the game, and I've never watched a game with people before where I was g gradually more and more convinced that they thought they could actually shout loud enough that the players would hear them through the television. Like, I've ne like fucking Origi getting absolutely yelled at through a telly. Like, guys, I know it's the Champions League final, but please let's just watch it. I I've Are you a TV shouter? Yeah. Like... Jade will go upstairs and put music on so loud that she can't hear me when I'm watching the match. <laughs> she will hide the dog because the dog gets scared because I'm. Every, I, can't, I can't help it. Every every football match is like bonfire night. Yeah. Gotta look after the dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put the dog in kennels. It, honestly, like, yeah, I, I can't control myself at all. So I'm fully on their side rather than yours with that. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. We went and we went out into to Chester. That you don't realize how red Chester is. But it's 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 like a little. Well, Chester's Liverpool and Man United, isn't it? It's like it's like Ireland in that way. Like there's a lot of Man U yeah. fans here, and there's a lot of Liverpool fans, and there's not really anything else. No, I bet there's more Liverpool fans though, because there's a, there's an actual Liverpool football club shop on yeah, the yeah, high yeah. street. Yeah. So I think it is definitely. But I feel like I'm just getting drawn in, but just because obviously the following that you've got, especially on Twitter, it's very like it's amazing. There's so many scouts. All, all of a sudden my timeline's like so much more scouts. And also Twitter. So a lot of my Twitter following is footy fans, because I tweet a lot about footy. Yes, so, you do. So Which is why I'm getting more involved in it. Yeah, yeah. So like a lot of the people who are on my Twitter who are seeing the videos and the tweets about the podcast are Liverpool fan accounts and they'll be following you and the podcast as well. Um but yeah, another Liverpool fan, Tony Carroll, who he stars with us, and he did it on and off for like four, five, six years or something. He did it for a while, and every now and then he'll just come back. 
and he'll do like three or four gigs and go, can't be asked, I'm going again. Tony's one of the, the funniest people I've ever met, even to this day. I've worked with some of the best comedians in the world, and I don't think any of them on a personal, make, like off stage, hanging out basis makes me laugh quite as much as Tony Carroll does. I think, and this seems like massive hyperbole, I think if Tony stuck with it and actually put the effort in I think he could have been like a white scouse Patrice like he had that energy of I don't give a fuck and he seemed so non-threatening because he's such a big lovable guy that he could say the most horrendous shit and get away with it but um, he's asked me tonight to go and uh, to go and host his he's now a nightclub manager in Liverpool he, he runs one of the biggest clubs in Liverpool and what's he it called? Uh, Ink Bar so right. if you're ever in Liverpool, go to Ink Bar, or he also runs a bar called 54 as well, which is um, actually below where the original Hot Wars Comedy Club on Seal Street is. Um, he runs both of them. They're both boss. Both have a boss night. And whenever like I go out in a nice house, I'll always pop in. And he just sorts our drinks out. He's like, don't worry about it. I will just give you these for nothing. We saw him as we uh, uh, as Watford lost the FA Cup final. We went back round, yeah. back towards Hot Water, and he was there like on the door it was like an outdoor party wasn't it because it was yeah, the middle yeah. of summer yeah oh yeah he runs a, a club night called Groove as well as well as running those two clubs he's also got his own independent production thing called Groove which is like a 70s themed club night that he- oh good 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 because I thought there was a load of teenagers who'd lost the fucking plot <laughs> fashion wise I was like you know sometimes when I'm, like, I'm not that old I'm 38 but I was clocking some of these girls I was like I know they're young and I'm 20 years older than I get that but I was like the fuck is she wearing like leopard skin flares, flares. on back are they <laughs> you know I honestly didn't know it was a 70s night I thought it was just like yeah. I thought I wasn't cool and all of a sudden we're listening to Gary Glitter and like bell bottoms I'm like is that come back what the fuck happened to it techno it did come back just for one night right <laughs> um, so yeah every now and then he'll just like hire a different bar and run run that in it for, for like a full day party thing and it's, it's, it's dead good I've been to a couple of them so check them out and uh, he messaged me last week and was like, lads, don't suppose you're free next Tuesday, I need like someone to come and co-host our Works Do Awards. You know, like a corporate sort of thing. And he was like, hey, what money do you want for? And I was like, you've sorted me enough drinks down here, so I'll do it for nothing, and I'm going to go and do it. Um, so that's tonight, Tuesday night, when we're recording this. Yeah, so I'll have done it by the time it goes out. But I thought um, <laughs> this was as good a time as any to share the, the story of Tony Carroll and Luke Montague and his granddad's trousers. <laughs> do you remember this story? I do, yeah, yeah. So, what, one night at the Hot Water Comedy Club back when, in its envy days of the nightclub, uh, we all went out for a drink afterwards, including me, Paul Smith, Paul Blair, who owns the comedy club, Tony Carroll, and Luke Montague, who'd been on the bill. And we all get very, very drunk. And uh, Luke Montague at one point goes, uh, fucked up, you know, I've... Uh, been asked to do a private gig for the first time next week. It's a few hundred quid. And back then, if we got 50 quid for a gig, that was the best gig we've ever had. He's like, yeah, I'm getting a few hundred quid. And, but they've asked me to wear a suit, and I haven't got a suit, and I can't afford to buy one because I'm spending so much money on train fares and stuff, travelling for gigs. I just haven't got the money. And Tony Carroll, hammered, goes, lads, you're about the same size as my granddad. I'll lend you my granddad's suit. <laughs> I- Whose head even works like that? <laughs> Like the worst Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger from Terminator, like, I need your clothes, your boots, and your slippers. <laughs> Who weighs anyone up by the granddad? God, you're fucking same, honestly. So, uh, obviously, Tony said that at like three o'clock in the morning, hammered, right? The next day, I wake up and my phone's ringing. 
to Tony Cannon he goes lad I, I briefly sort of remember this like vaguely but uh, I, I've had a I've had a message from Luke Monty this morning he's asking me when he can come and pick me granddad's suit up <laughs> I want to know what the fuck's going on and I like it just like it came back to me like a like a like a flashback and I went oh lad he told you he's got a private gig coming up and he needed a suit and you, you said you'd lend him your granddad's because he's, he's roughly the same size as him he's like oh fucking hell I was like you're going to have to do it now you can't, you can't let him down you know he's probably, he's probably bank, banking on this loan of a suit Tony lends him the suit uh, and Luke goes to do the gig and a few a few weeks later um, <laughs> we're all at the gig again and Tony's like lads uh, Luke I, I need my granddad's suit back and Luke was like oh, I'll, I'll bring it next week lad uh, sorry uh, just keep forgetting to bring it so the week after he, he turns up with just a jacket and gives it to Tony Ugh. Tony goes what the fuck lad where, where, where's the pants where, where's where's my granddad's pants does granddad know that he's not has lost his suit at this point <laughs> I think is granddad alive as far as I'm aware um the reason Tony asked for it back because it was a couple of months down the line, I think, and it just hadn't. It was a, a ridiculous amount of time to have passed, yeah, to not retain this suit, this five hundred pound suit. So, I think the reason he asked for it back is he had like a christening or something to go to. This grand, on, granddad on suit's getting a lot of use, right? No, but his, his, his gr- granddad, no, his granddad had a christening to go to, so he was like, "I need the suit back for my granddad." Because so I think his granddad did know. Luke gives him just a jacket, and Tony's like, "Where's the pants?" Right, and Luke. Straight face, just fuck goes. I've lost them, <laughs> right? So, me, me, and Paul Smith are there, and we're watching this happen, this conversation, and we're now crying, laughing. You know, and he's like, <laughs> like that, like Scooby Doo level laughing, where you just can't breathe from watching it. And Tony's like, "What the fuck do you mean?" You like, look, uh, I, I stayed in a few hotels uh, where I've used the suits, I've used it more than once, and I think I've, I think I've left these. Uh, Left, left these pants in, lad, when, I, when I've checked out. So Tony doesn't really know how to handle it. He's just like, for fuck's sake, what am I going to... Like, how would you... It's a suit, you can't just go and buy another pair of pants that are going to match it, right? I mean, you should be trying to... If you lose someone... The thing is, if you're in that situation and you've borrowed someone's granddad's suit, you're not in a financial position to buy someone's granddad a new suit, are you? Because <laughs> exactly. if you could afford to buy a suit, you wouldn't be lending... Off an acquaintance's granddad. <laughs> so obviously, once the suit is, once the the trousers are lost, yeah, they're never. You're never going to be like, well, really, we need an equal value pair of like. You're going to have to pay. It's never going to happen, is it? No. But so, your initial reaction is, he needs to pay for some fucking pants. Yeah. So Tony's literally th- those two headspaces you just described. They're happening live to Tony in the moment, not at a podcast eight years later. <laughs> But Tony's like, well, I, I fucking need my granddad's pants back, but I can't ask him to pay because he obviously hasn't got the fucking money to pay for what am I fucking going to do? You can see t- me and Paul just losing it, laughing at this. So uh, he just accepts it and he's like, when you're going to fucking prick lens and my granddad's shoes, he hasn't even brought the pants back. Anyway. That stopped you being mates long term as well, wouldn't it? A hundred percent. That really is going to hang over it. You're not going to lend him your nana's 90 after that. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know what, lad? For sleeping, they're about the same size as my nana. <laughs> Oh, about three or four weeks later, it's a Sunday night again. Tony Carroll's not there, but I'm at MV for the Hot Water Company Club. Paul Smith's there again to host. And Luke Montague walks in, um, wearing <laughs> <laughs> Tony Carroll's granddad's pants. 
Oh, God. <laughs> so, me and Paul are like, are they? He, he hasn't. Because he, as far as he was aware, Tony might have been there. Do you know what I mean? And he's just walking in place in his fucking pants. So me and Paul on the sly took a little photo and sent them to Tony. I was like, lad, you come on to use it here. And he's got his granddad's pants on. Tony fucking lost it. Like he's ringing us going, tell that fucking cunt to stay in that fucking club. Keep him there. I am. You're keep him there. <laughs> like in good fellas. Yeah, keep him there. I'm on my way. You Fuck your mother! And then the irony is when they killed him. You fucking mother! You motherfucking fucking mother! That's exactly how he talks. <laughs> It'd just be Joe Pesci. You fucking mother, mother! You, oh. Shit! Got flat. Tony's like, keep him fucking there. I'm on my way. Keep him there. I, I, I'm coming to get me granddad's pants. And, we're like, what, what and then you you're Ray Liotta, like, oh, hey, <laughs> oh, these guys. Oh. <laughs> Did you have to keep him there? I love that really awesome Oh <laughs> Mama Galoots <laughs> you, sound, oh. you sound more like Andrew Dice Clay <laughs> Oh Oh He's got your granddad's pants on Oh <laughs> Little boy fucking poop Oh uh, So Tony's like Keep that cunt there And we tried But Luke just did a set And fucked off So Tony turns up And he's like Death on me granddad's pants yeah Death on me granddad's pants like Got your you got, you got the photo Sent you the photo. Like, like, lad, who, who robbed someone's granddad's pants? Me and Paul, never been laughing like this in our lives. Even the week before when he lost them. So uh, Tony, a week later, comes down and Luke's on again, right? Or a couple of weeks later, and he sends up and goes, "You've got my fucking granddad's pants," which about forty customers heard, by the way. And out of context, might be the most brilliant. Confrontation stars out of all. You've yeah. got my fucking granddad's. That's pants. not one you're going to be like. Oh, I'm bored of hearing that as a start of a conversation. <laughs> you've got my fucking granddad's pants. What the fuck are you doing? You've robbed me. You've robbed my granddad's pants. You've what an accusation. You've robbed me granddad's pants. What was Montague like? <laughs> Luke said, "I found them." <laughs> oh, I dislike him. It's so bad, isn't it? Um, and I'll be honest with you. Yeah, the story has sort of peaked, but I do. I should say a couple of weeks. He never late, got them back, though. He never got them back because a few weeks later, um, Tony was like, "When are you next on here?" And Luke was like, three weeks." Tony goes, "Fucking bring me granddad's pants." He's so like, a says of it, "Fucking bring me granddad's pants." I swear to God, those pants better be here next time you're here, or I'm coming back to yours with you that night, and I'll get them me fucking self. And Luke's like, "All right, all right, all right." A few weeks later, Luke turns up, gives me and Paul a bag and says, there's Tony Carroll's granddad's pants. See you later. I'm getting off. When Tony turns up, we give it to them. They weren't his granddad's pants. He'd been to Asda and bought a pair of back-to-school 40-inch waist black pants to go with a grey pinstripe suit. What's gone on there? What something's happened, though. Like, it, it's like... I can't... I just... I, have he, has he damaged them in some way? And then gone, oh, I can still wear them, but I can't give them back. Because you just, initially you think, he's done something disgusting with them, and then he's like, I'm too embarrassed to give them back, so he's made up the lie. You never believe that he's lost them. But then the fact that he turned up later wearing them, that's the that's the chaviest bit of it, isn't it? I don't know. Or is he just mentally ill? It's, it's, I think he just really liked the pants. <laughs> hey, he liked the pants so much that he stopped doing stand-up comedy. <laughs> he, but he, after that, he blocked and deleted all of us on Facebook. And he never came back to stand-up. No. He's now doing amateur dramatics. 
Stealing other people's relatives' pants. <laughs> Imagine if it's like a fetish thing and he's just got a wardrobe with like tags on. These are Tony Carroll's granddad's pants. Oh, God. These are, are Ray Quinn's nan's Mate, slippers. Imagine if he just... If, I don't, it's almost like he doesn't know charity shops exist. He'd just walk into like a British Heart Foundation and be like, Oh, my God! It's everybody's granddad's pants. I forgot about this story until uh, until last year when um, Tony messaged me and said, "Hey, I've just um, I've just been on my Facebook memories there, and uh, I can't remember what what this was about, but I've I've got a Facebook status that says, if anyone knows or sees Luke Montague, tell him I'm gonna fucking kill him. <laughs> Do you remember what this is about? And I was like, lad, he robbed your granddad's pants." <laughs> That's really not what Facebook memories are meant for, is it? That's Facebook a, memories is a grass. Awful. <laughs> yeah. Facebook memories should be called things you might want to delete. Do you not think <laughs> with all this incredible algorithm that Facebook have got, which they clearly have because they're like, you know, taking your data and making sure exactly exactly who knows to market to you. Do you not think if a memory says, uh, remind me to murder someone, Facebook, like eight years later, isn't like... Yeah, I'd probably throw this one back up there. <laughs> Seems like a important memory. Just let, let that one just lie in the internet. It's a beautiful day. Can't believe it was just such a stunning day. Yeah, bring that one back. Oh, time hop. Do you buy, do you buy all that Facebook um, data stuff? You know, all the... You've got to be careful with your data and, like, you know, accepting cookies and everything. Yes, and I'll tell you, like, why this is relevant right now, actually. So, um... On the way to London last week, I got a very, very early train. And when you do that, you don't like with loads of like business people who have got like early meetings in London. Um, I had to be in London for like half eight in the morning, so I was on like the five a.m. train or whatever it was. And I'm sat opposite this fella in a suit and now he's got his laptop out. And halfway through the journey, he goes to me, uh, "Is your name Adam? You Adam Rowe?" And I went, "Yeah." He went, "Oh, we've been to you a few times, lad." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Oh, cool." So. I got into a conversation with this fella um, I was like so what do you do mate and he said uh, I work in AI yeah I said okay cool I said who for he said at the minute like, I'm a, I'm, I am a freelancer but I've currently got a big contract with Sky and uh, my job is to make make people uh, stay on board like when they ring to cancel the contract Um it's our it's our job and I went but you need AI for that he said yeah well basically we've got like data points on pretty much every person on the planet like thousands of data points he said so let's say you're with Sky and it comes through to our board and it, he said it takes our system about 27 seconds to suss out who's on the phone so it comes through and we go right that's Adam Rowe what have we got here right he's a Liverpool fan he's a comedian uh, he He's done this, he's done that, he's been on this telly show. So, right, now that means we should put him through to Phil. Because Phil, on call centre block number 28 of 10,000... is same age. He's the same age. He's a Liverpool fan. He loves his comedy. So we've got a system that makes you go to someone who is most like you, who can relate to you and keep you as part of... Sky's customers. I'm just going to pause the tape and we'll come back to it. I really like the sound of that. That's like internet dating for customer service. That's brilliant. <laughs> that means I don't get, you know, the grumpy dude from a different part of the world. That Is it I not got. terrifying to you though? I think that's tremendous. That's like, listen, we are selling you something. You are a customer. Mm -hmm. 
we are going to help make this sale by giving you someone who is going to be good at making the sale. I, I, I don't find that suspicious at all. I've got through some call centres where I am clearly talking to like a 63-year-old woman from Dundee <laughs> who is so close to retirement, We she doesn't like me instantly, and maybe and it feels like we're at the different. And she's like, well, we can't, well, I don't know what you're going to do about that. The system is with open reach. We can't do anything about it. You're like, oh fuck's sake! I would love a bell end from <laughs> from near Preston. Who's like, all right, mate, how you doing? I'd be like, all right. I don't mind that. I've been matched with someone that so start the tape again. But that's fine. Don't find that suspicious. Do you not? Do you not think it's weird that someone knows so much about you that out of their entire staff database, they can go right? We and you're trying to leave. You're trying to go. I don't want this anymore. And they're they're using the information they've got on you to stop you doing that. To stop you doing what you've called to do. You can still leave though. It's not. They're not. You're not. They're not putting you through to like a fucking. I just you, think you know, it's a bit fucking creepy, me. If they were like, ah, oh, this guy, this Dan Nightingale, he's not matched with a 63 year old grumpy bitch from Dundee. He's matched with like a hypnotist. So we'll put him through to him, and he's like, wah, wah. that I'd find weird. But if they're just putting you through to someone who you're going to be able to communicate better, at the end of the day, if you're so soft in the head that you're like, I tell you what, I did ring to cancel because we are, we're going into debt. But that last lad that I talked to, me and him, honestly, we shot the shit. I'll stay. Do you know what? I'll sign up for another two years and I'll go ultra fast broadband. You're a fucking idiot. Yeah, look, I'm not saying like the, the application of it is not clever and good and like isn't going to just get idiots. I just think the fact that they've got enough data on every single person in the world yeah. to go, oh, that they've got like a Darren file. will do. He'll keep, yeah, yeah. But then, I mean, you can't be amazed at like, all the things your phone can do and then be surprised that massive multinationals have got big files and storage on like, if you, every time you p click a preference, Every time you watch something, like something, all the times you click on something on social media, it goes, oh, you're sort of this person. And they're not getting a very, they're getting like, they're just putting you in, into types. And I suppose as technology advances, the types will narrow down so they're even more specific. But again, they're not using that to murder my family. They're using it to be like, do you want to stay with Sky? Because, you know, you're into the NFL so we can add to your sports package. I'd be like, oh yeah, that's helpful. That's when people are like, you've really got to watch what you agree to and your data is being collected. I'm like, I don't do anything illegal or nefarious. I literally buy shit on Amazon and masturbate a lot. If you can improve either of those services, fucking let's go. It's fine. Because how does that make my life more difficult? I flirted with doing a bit about this, but I never just made it funny enough. Like, that's essentially like going into a shop and going, I'm, I'm looking for like a shirt and a guy going, all right, cool. Well, do you want to look at all these other shirts? Rather than a customer service person coming and going, oh, do you want a shirt? Would you want to try some flapjack? I'd be like, no, I just I came in for a shirt. Yeah, but isn't what it about creepy? A pogo stick. Isn't isn't it creepy if you walk into a shop and go, I'm after a shirt, and they go, well, we know that your favourite colour is red. <laughs> isn't yeah. that a bit noncy? <laughs> yeah, it's about uh, six months later when you go into a different shop in a different part of the country. <laughs> someone comes and goes, hello, Dan. <laughs> Still looking for that shirt. <laughs> And you're just like, oh, God. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Fair right. yeah that, Still that, don't mind it, though, because it's not... Because that's where the analogy stops working, isn't it? Because once I actually walked into a shop and some fucking weirdo went, hello, you want to try Tony Carroll's granddad pants on? <laughs> 
I suppose on a low level, it's like when I go to Chippy and they know I want salt and pepper chips. <laughs> <laughs> fat lads have been dealing with this for years. <laughs> oh, have you been collating my data? No, fat boy. We just know you like loads of chips. <laughs> Where's she from? Uh, that's uh, my Scammersdale accent. <laughs> Hello. I'm from Scammersdale. Yeah. That's Hello, like, fat boy. <laughs> Can you imagine if the chippy woman was like, Hello, fat boy. <laughs> My chippy does know me by name. Yeah? Yeah, I go to a chippy all the time. Uh, right by ours called K-Tams. And I, I mean, they don't. She's like, all right, Adam, salt and pepper chicken, half <laughs> chips, half fried rice, and a pot of curry, babe, yeah. Jade having anything, she want a fish cake. Okay, cool. <laughs> they don't call Who's you next? Adam when you leave, though. When you leave, they go, oh, the pension fund just left. <laughs> But I get the exact same thing all the time. <laughs> They've got a chalkboard. Yeah. With your name on it, like, let's keep all the data. <laughs> what accent is this, Nana? Shut up, from Scammersdale. <laughs> Bad pension. Sh- Adam. Yeah. I, no, love, I love the, the, the notion that, like, Mark Zuckerberg was just in a chippy one time <laughs> and seeing a fat guy walk in and be told, usual. It's like, hang on a minute. <laughs> hang on. I do this with everything. <laughs> Oh my god, people remember things about customers. <laughs> but if I if I was trying to take down the Pentagon, you know, and I was a hacker, I'd be fully I'd be absolutely I'd be so suspicious of everyone. I, but I'm doing jack shit. I'm doing a podcast with my mate talking bullshit about granddad's trousers. I'm alright. I don't think I'm on the radar of the Illuminati. Unless Luke Montague is in the Illuminati. Fuck flap. <laughs> Just stroking a twat. Do you reckon if you had Tourette's, you could be like a high-ranking government official? Do you reckon that's also off off the radar? (laughs) Prime Minister's questions. (laughs) And I put to the honourable gentleman, what is it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, mate, you just got. I don't even think you could be an MP. I mean, to be fair, I think you make a brilliant... But, I mean, that's basically what backbench MPs do, don't they? Like, like someone in Quiff, and all of a sudden you hear, like, rah, 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 rah. It'd be much better if you heard, kill, 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 chitch. I've, I've been a long-time advocate of, um, I think, people in the Houses of Parliament, like the MPs, should be allowed to be brutally honest and swear. Because I think there's too much respect involved. And then... The, the cheering in the background it seems like sort of like a schoolyard to me the house of commons that that there's rules applied to so like the the leader a very of the, posh schoolyard yeah the leader of the opposition is like well i put to the honorable gentleman that he is this 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 and this and he is ruining the car and then his mates are going here like and I, even the way the the speaker john burko is it order yeah order yeah Order. That That's should be so... someone going, fucking shut up. Sit down. <laughs> Boris, sit the fuck down. You've had your say. It should sit be... the fuck down. Jeremy, tell him, lad. It should be Becky from last from last week's episode. <laughs> she episode three. The, the best, best speaker, speaker of, of the House. house. The fuck are you talking? Sit the fuck down. Sit down. You've had your say, what haven't you? Dick. No, you can talk again in a minute. He's going to answer. Stop fucking cheering. Shut the... F- I, yeah, I think backbenchers should be allowed to be like, get in, lad. Caught Twat. It's a rat. <laughs> rats. You fucking rat. 
The MP for You've been Ske- siphoning public money off and paying for order, the second house, you order, fucking rat. Order, The MP for Skelmersdale has a point. Uh, I just want to say... <laughs> I just want to say... Price of potato crazy. <laughs> Killing my business. <laughs> order. Okay, take your order. Order. Okay. <laughs> what do you want? Order. I, I'm trying to tell you order. <laughs> you want the Adam special? Punch your phone. <laughs> oh, should we have a word? Yeah, let's do it. Hello everyone, it's Dan. Before we get going with this week's actual Have A Word entries, I've got a little bit of a public service announcement. Bit of an advert with a bed underneath and everything. If you've heard me reference my old podcast, The Hack Radio Pod, in earlier episodes, don't go looking for it. I have hit it on the head. I wasn't quite happy with what was being knocked out. I am going to do another podcast, but it'll be later in the year. I'm going to concentrate on Have A Word. So if you hear my dulcet tones with Adam and think, fuck, he's got another podcast. No, I don't. You'll be the first to hear about it when I do. In the meantime, if you are looking for some other podcasts, we've got some mates with podcasts out. Rob Thomas, our comedian pal, has got his NFL podcast, Far From Lombardi. So it's Super Bowl weekend. If you're looking to get into the NFL, or if you're already into the NFL and you're about to mourn the loss of football for about eight months because it's a long off-season, Far From Lombardi are all good podcast retailers. And there's also the new podcast, from comedian promoter Freddie Quinn. And you might be thinking, Freddie Quinn? Who the fuck is that guy? Well, if you'd like to find out, go and have a look for Fake News with Freddie Quinn. It'll be available very soon. I know Adam and me are both going to be on it and uh, it's a topical news. I don't know. It's just Freddie, isn't it? We'll see. But it'll probably be quite good. Last but not least, we are closing out today's show with a song from a local band. Any up-and-coming talent or a new band that have got a song to promote, we want to do a bit of cross-promotion. We also need an outro. We'd like to play your music as we leave the show. So if you'd like to send us your new tracks for promotion, uh, you'd like them to be our outro song, get in touch with us at haveawordpod at gmail.com and you can be our outro music today. There's a really nice story that goes along with the first one we've got at the end of uh, this week's episode. If you think you know someone with a really good song, a band, whatever, a DJ, anyone who's knocking out good music, we will close out the show with it. Appreciate you. Let's get back to the pod. All right. Now. If you'd like us to have a word with somebody you know, send us an email to haveawordpod at gmail.com. This is Have a Word, the new way to tell your mates what's up. Got a bit of a bed for this. Wait, <laughs> I've really been dicking around with the. Uh... I wasn't expecting that. So on Have a Word, we actually do have a word with people. So if you send them in to have a word pod at gmail.com or at have a word pod on social media, we will have a word with someone in your life who's being a bit of a knob, being a bell end. If you've just got a story to tell, if you need some help, we'll do a podcast intervention for you. We use our sexy bed. That was very, very professional the way you did that. I like that. I'm getting better at this. Yeah, you we're know. getting there. And I I've think not, it- and I've not I've not I've not pooed my pants, so <laughs> 
Fucking hell. Doing still, all right. Still got a bit of time to still go. Got time. <laughs> so we've had two submissions this week, um, which, and we'll go through both of them. Uh, one of them was sent to me, and one of them was sent to our official Instagram account, at HaveAWayPod. Um, so let's get straight into it, eh? Um, here's the first one. So... I've just copied them onto like a Google Doc. Hello, Adam. Loving the podcast with Dan and really hoping you can help me in your have a word section. I want you to have a word with my housemates from uni. I'm originally from Cambridge, but I now live in Liverpool and attend LJMU, which is for those uninitiated, Liverpool John Moores University. Uh, All of my housemates and their friends are from the northwest of England. Two are from Liverpool and one is from St. Helens. It's become an in-joke amongst them all to call me a Tory for various things that have absolutely nothing to do with politics, and it's starting to really pee me off. Where's she from, sorry? Cambridge. Cambridge, okay. Uh, they've called me for getting lemon and herb spice in Nando's, <laughs> for ordering Domino's on a Wednesday rather than a two for Tuesday, <laughs> and hundreds of times for pronouncing a whole variety of words incorrectly, for, for pronouncing them correctly, sorry. I'm sick of it. I voted for the first time ever last month in the election, and my vote was for Labour. Please have a word with them for me, and I'll make them listen to the podcast. Cheers from Edward. Now, a couple of things to pick up on straight away here. How devastating must it be to come from Cambridge and end up at John Moores University? (laughs) You've come a long way. Oh, that's such... And you've got a 2-2 from the University of Wigan. Uh... Ed and I love the fact he's called Edward. I know. If it was something a little less Tory sounding, something a little less monarchy. Sound, yeah, <laughs> and it's not even like it sounds very like medieval monarchy. It's like oh, yeah, Edward from Cambridge, Who and they've obviously gone. Mo- I can't get past the fact that he goes to John Moore's University. But but they've obviously gone. Ah, oh, well, you know, we're all from up here, and like if you if you're there's two of them are Scousers and there's one from St Helens and yeah. I mean even though that's only like 12 miles out of Liverpool they sound so fucking northern yeah and he's the he's the odd one out because he's just and he's not even from like he might not even be that posh but compared to St Helens yeah everyone sounds posh yeah if you don't know the St Helens accent it's Johnny Vegas isn't it that's St Helens <laughs> you Tory bastard lemon and herb you Tory twat <laughs> Problem is, you want us to have a word, Edward, but they're, rin- have a word, they're, but rinsing, Edward, we? they're rinsing you really well, mate. Like lemon and herb, you fucking sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's a labour? What's a labour sauce at Nando's? What's a what's a socialist flavour? I think it's medium or hot, isn't it? Medium or hot. Yeah, or extra because you're poor and you need the heat because the fucking radiators don't work. <laughs> I get extra, extra hot. You, you just you can't have lemon and herb or mango they're lime. Le- they're just a little bit Tory, aren't they? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Edward, but we're having a word with you, here, lad. You need you're gonna have to grow a thick skin. Like, this is why people need to be bullied a bit <laughs> at school <laughs> so that when they get to uni. They can take it. What was the what was the next one? What is it? Lemon and herb and what was the ordering dominoes on a Wednesday? Oh, it's, it's, it's so, so Tory. It's so good. I love it that they've cited that. That is almost you, if you did that as an observation in stand up, you'd get a big laugh from that. Yeah. Because there are some people that would never order dominoes. I wouldn't see you fucking mad. Even if I thought I was gonna want a dominoes on a Wednesday, I'd order it on a Tuesday, put it in the fridge and reheat it on the Wednesday. So that I got two pizzas instead of one. 
What kind of fucking millionaire are you? <laughs> paying full whack for a Domino's to 20 quid each, you daft cunt. What are you talking Amazing. about? Amazing. It is so good. Yeah, Edward, I'm really sorry, but your friends are nailing you by being pretty funny there. And that's yeah. if you, you, you're asking comedians to have a word with them, and we're always going to side with them because they're coming up with good stuff. Yeah. There's, if they were just being arseholes to you, but they've been quite creative with it. There's so many things that are nothing to do with politics, but up here are just a bit Tory. Oh. White socks. Wearing white socks. <laughs> Wearing white socks. You're not allowed, especially in Liverpool. I And also, I think, just a, a serious bit of advice. If you do want them to uh, leave you be, definitely don't message into a comedy podcast because... <laughs> You just It's like anything in it If you just ignore it If you just don't Water off a duck's back And go Oh yeah cool 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 But as soon as you show Any resistance They're like Oh yeah it's bugging him you, You've made this so much worse If <laughs> any of them listen to this And realise oh That God. you've written in We are doing well Yeah We should We should meet For the house meetings Minus Edward To do some workshopping On the writing <laughs> Right guys What else does he's, he do He's trying to get the podcast police involved <laughs> As if they were ever, even if we agreed with them, we're like, listen, listen, guys, this is he is a, a a visitor from the south, and we really need to make these people feel welcome. So stop it right now. They're going to be like, you're a Tory as well. Quality, <laughs> quality podcast. Um, yeah, sorry, sorry, Edward lads. Um, this is this is all you, baby, and you've got to just oh, he's just got to yeah, he's got to not, he's got to not. What you are, sort he's got to laugh along with it, honey. As soon as I always think that when someone's ribbing you. As soon as you start going, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can you can hear the, the like the den of vipers like you, you, you have to just roll with the punches. You got to take it. When that McDonald's thing happened with me a couple of weeks ago, which we discussed on episode two, you just, every joke that got made, you just got to take it because you fucked up and you, you fucked up by being born in Cambridge, and that's <laughs> your fault. Well, to be fair, <laughs> you got born where you were born, but when you went on Newcastle and applied to Liverpool, John Moore. But I really wanted to come up north and see what the working class types were like, you know? Um, <laughs> he might be proper working class as well, and he has voted for Labour, but... Yeah, um, just... Yeah, but uh, I, that whole ribbon thing, you've just, you've just got to be able to take it. Some of my favourite podcasts listening is the American podcast stuff where Bill Burr's on and he's talking about back in the day and you mentioned Patrice O'Neill before but when like him Kevin Hart Patrice O'Neill like and Bobby were all all of those guys yeah. were like coming up through the system and like they were all at Caroline's and and the and the cellar in New York and they used to just rib each other and like Patri I love listening to that the stories of Patrice being like Brutal and just murdering people, and like there was apparently there was some comics got there, and were like desperately trying to just sneak in around where the other comics were, yeah. so they wouldn't be seen. And apparently, one of them they were all sat round on a table, and like Patrice and O'Neill was holding court, and then uh, he saw someone, and they all heard the comic go, "Oh fuck, you see me." That's so funny because because it meant you were just going to get I it love for it. three minutes, and if you complain too much. You just throw in paraffin on the banter fire. You've got to be like, "Yep, my it turn." It makes it funnier if it affects you. It's it's adult childhood bullying. <laughs> That's what it is. Like I love nothing more than when I see like I'm doing a comedy club weekend and everyone on the bill. I'm close enough mate to have to take the piss out of them. Like we've mentioned Freddie on this today. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> like I love winding Freddie up, and we've he's got a so, new running joke. He's he's 
so sensitive to being wound up. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what his chin sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I completely disagree. Paul Smith and Danny Mac and Brennan Reese and Pete Otway and all these people who I started comedy with, if they do something fucking ridiculous on stage, I, I will take the piss massively backstage. And you, it, it's the best part of life is getting to be the guy taking the piss. And <laughs> but a part of it is when it comes, it's like a game of spin the bottle in it. Yeah, eventually you it will moment. come around to it. Paul Smith found out that I tried a ukulele song on stage, right? This is about four years ago. <laughs> and I was, I, di I dicked around with it for kids comedy and then I wrote a bit of a song and I probably tried it twice and I was like, yes, yeah, it's, it's not great. I just, I was just trying something out. <laughs> and obviously that's, some people have gone, have you heard Nine Girls got a ukulele song? And I played the ukulele for about eight or nine years and I do quite enjoy it, but I quickly worked out that it was never going to be on the stage. That's fine. I just wanted to give it a little go. I'd noodled something out. Yeah. But you're not allowed to do that. Danny Mac knows it. That's terrible because fucking <laughs> Professor Quirrell's got the knowledge. <laughs> and Paul Smith has found out. I probably, I wouldn't be surprised if he found out from Danny Mac. And he may, he has reminded me that about three or four fucking times. Like, we'll do a little thing and you just get a little sense with Paul Smith. He's never given me like the full double barrels, but he's like, yeah, yeah, like doing a ukulele song. And I'm like, oh God, it like that to me is a bit of a secret. I've never really said it on a podcast. I've just kept it to myself. But the fact that Paul Smith knows it, you're like, oh, and it's that, it's that ability to just know where one of your tender bits is. Yeah. Because there's no, there's no point doing a joke about something that everyone knows. No. It's those, Paul Smith like, the evil in his eyes he's like yeah yeah like doing a ukulele song on stage I was like <laughs> looking at him like please don't please don't there's there's one thing and one one of the easiest ways to sort of fuck up amongst comics is when you do a bit of crowd work and you, you just you haven't quite got enough to make it brilliant while you're on stage because it's in the moment and I it was a couple of years ago it was on my birthday and I was comparing Hot Water Comedy Club's Late Show and I've, I've had quite a bit to drink, I'm a bit drunk, and I've never heard the end of this, and I never will, and I accept it, because it was a stupid thing to say. Uh, so I'm I'm chatting to someone on the front row, and I went, oh, what's your name, whatever. Uh, and I went, where are you from? And she said, Aintree. And in my drunken mind, I just went, oh, horses. That's all I said, right? Not good, not funny. And forever... <laughs> Every now and then, like if one of the, the people in I'm on the WhatsApp group with, Danny, Mac, Freddie, Paul, the other Paul, if they're on the motorway and there's one of those cars going past with horses written on the back, I get sent the photo of that. If there's, <laughs> if they're in Aintree, I'll get sent a selfie. Oh, horses. Um, <laughs> if they ever speak to anyone in the audience now, if they're from Aintree, oh, horses. For about a month, I kept getting texts going, I was talking to someone on the front row last night, uh, he's a chef. Sources. Uh, <laughs> so funny. The he's on, a waiter. On stage, Courses. you're just trying to think of like the first thing. But if you've had booze and you're a bit tired, you go back to like basic. Like uh, it's like yeah. literally just say what you think. Yeah, horses. <laughs> and you're not expecting the crowd to be like, "Thanks, guys, I did it again." You know it's shit, but it's just when those bastards are listening. Yeah, you just want it to be private and like, did anyone? Because I've said s some stupid stuff on stage and done some crap bits, but I'm like, oh, just check in. Who's seen that? Not been recorded. Yeah, I've got away with that one. Thought yeah. I got away with the ukulele song till Paul Smith's like, why don't you play a ukulele song? 
That's my horses. That's my musical horses. <laughs> oh God. Oh dear. Yeah, like I, I got sent so many of them. Like, oh, I'm a <laughs> just been speaking to a priest. He deals with people doing confessions, remorses. <laughs> <laughs> Danny and Mark. Danny Mac is a fucker for them. And Paul Blair, they will come up with them constantly. Um, to go back to Edward, lad, you're just gonna have to take it. I think if we can give you any bit of advice, it's that. You were two scousers and someone from St. Helens, and if there's anyone you can target there, it's the lad from St. Helens. He's a wool. If you haven't heard that word, he's a fucking wool, isn't he? He's from dead near to Liverpool, but he's not quite Liverpool, and scousers are quite happy to pick on someone from nearby. St. Helens, the Whittle, Ormskirk, Skem, Waddington, they're all wolves. It means you're a bit of a gimp. We don't fucking like you. And it's it's friendly fire, but if, yeah, if you're going to try and turn this around onto anyone, I would... Um, I would wait for the person from St. Helens to do something that um, isn't particularly scouse and then call them a wall in front of the other two and that might turn your university experience around. But other than that, have a word with or yourself. Or really, really play the long game and think, well, I'm from down south and I'm a Tory. These are from like working class bits of the northwest and I've probably got a longer life expectancy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So you'd be like, that, that's more Tony though to, to take that stance. Well, yes, well, I do have lemon and herb, but you know what? I'm going to live an extra World Cup compared to you. So, how's your cholesterol, Stephen? <laughs> that's really bad advice. Don't, Eddie lad, don't do that. No, I didn't. I don't think it. Just think it. Imagine firing that back. Ah, and he's ordered Domino's on a Thursday again. Yes, well, it doesn't matter because I'm. I've got. I'm with Booper. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're going to go fucking hell. He's nailed us there, lad. <laughs> Let's hope the Tory government keep the NHS free at the point of entry because uh, otherwise, Edward's going to win this banter. <laughs> so, as Edward, lad, have a word with yourself. We're not having a word with your mates on that one. They are doing what they should do, which is taking the, the piss out of a new mate. Um, cool. Next, have a word. Next, and final, have a word for this week. This is. Uh, I've already read through this one and it is a dodgy one. So It's a dodgy one? Yeah, it's... You'll see. So, all right, boys. This is a bit... I love how, by the way, this lad's Scouse accent comes across in his email. All right, boys. This is a bit of a mad one, but I need you to have a word with me dad. Him and me mum have been split up for a couple of years now and are getting divorced. I'm sad with that. They were having murder constantly for years and they're both well better off without each other. They actually even get on now and we can invite them both to christenings and stuff like that. About six... <laughs> <laughs> Love how that's the whole... My mum and dad are split oh. up, but we can still come to little Timmy's christening and get on the Mozambique. Yeah. Um, about six months after they broke up, my mum started seeing her new fella, Ian, and they've been together ever since. Again, Ian's all right, and as long as I blocked the thoughts out of him goosing me ma, he's, I think he's quite sound. Now, if anyone doesn't get the lingo, goosing is a scouse term for shagging, so... Mate, that's the that's the whole deal with... As soon as someone who isn't, like, a step... Well, it's even, like, with your siblings when you're like, oh, he's got a new boyfriend, you're like, oh, you can't think. Yeah. you just got to block that shit out, mate. <laughs> If, if you think about it, you're not going to be all right with a beating with anyone, are you? Like, I'll tell you what, he's all right, but I keep thinking about it. Just don't stop thinking about that. Get that out of your mind. So he's sound with Ian and he's sound with his ma, as long as he's not thinking about the fact that they're bumping uglies. Um, the problem is me dad. 
He's not settled back down and he's just bouncing from one bird to another with a mixture of one night stands and flings that last about five minutes. I see him pretty much weekly for a few pints. He comes out with me and me mates for the footy. He's always done that, but he started showing me and the boys pictures of birds he's shagging like he's just another one of us. It's fucking weird. He is me mate, but he's also me alpha and there's a line, have a word, and that's from Ryan in Liverpool. Oh, it's you know what? I've been there. You've been there. I've weirdly been in a similar situation where I we'll talk about that, but I have been in a, a a weird one when you're like through divorce or whatever. When parents go through a sort of midlife crisis, like, and you're in a position where you're like, "What are you doing in the nightclub?" <laughs> I, now, my dad was str- was never single. He was straight seeing so after him and my mum split up. He was seeing this woman who was a fucking dick. And they were like, oh, we're going out again. It's almost like they'd regressed 25, you were okay 30 with that, years. But your mum kept coming up and going, look at the size of this dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Disgusting. <laughs> you haven't tricked up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I had, I kept getting people go, Danny, did you know that your dad was in Tokyo Joe's? Last night, What's with his new girlfriend, at the new Fast and Furious film, it was the Fast Twelve. It was the Preston nightclub back in the nineties, late nineties, early nineties. I think it was. I think it was called Lava Ignite afterwards. It changed its name every seven years. It was the same shithole, right? It was yeah, called yeah, yeah. Tok- Tacky Jacks, Tokyo Jokes. When we went, and I, and it was it was it was one of them nightclubs. Where, you know, when you're nineteen, you're like, God, I've got to grow up and start and start going to a fucking proper nightclub. Because it, it, when you were 16, you were like, oh my God, we're going talks. And then 17, like, you're still going talks. And then as soon as you were legally allowed in, it was a bit like fucking passe. Like, I can't believe we're still going to talks. There was a bar like that on Matthew Street in Liverpool called the Quarry Quarter. Matthew Street's quite weird in Liverpool because it's very famous because the caverns there where like the Beatles sort of stars and that. And it, there's a tourist attraction. But other night, it's one of the most awful places in the world. And is the the clientele there is a combination of people who are underage and overage. <laughs> like there's people who are like seventeen and eighty five, and there's people who've like still got A levels to do, necking on with like uh, like pensioners. Oh, I know it's horrible, but it's it's really true. It's everyone's in on a concession, and oh. that was the place you went before you had ID because they're just like, yeah, he's fucking sixteen or whatever, but. <laughs> we'll take what we can get to lower the fucking <laughs> likelihood of death in the per person in the room. Yeah, um, they're, they're, those are the always quarry those. quarter. Oh mate, I just remembered the. Can't name believe they quarter. gave it a quarter as the well. Quarry quarter. No, that's the name of a bar. Oh right, the quarry quarter. You go in the quarry. Oh, it's it really was. cringy when parents get into that state, and it's like that kid's dad is not. Is it Ryan? His dad's like he's just doing the best he can, but he's going. One of the lads. I got back once, and my dad and his new girlfriend were fucking stoned in the conservatory. <laughs> and I've I've got a girlfriend. I've not been seeing her very long. Bring bring her back. It was the first time she was about to meet them. So she's all like, "Oh, I've been seeing Dan a couple of weeks, and I'm, I'm back to see meet his parent." And oh, and and it's, okay, oh, this is going to be. And I was she like, "You're right." Then they were like on the couch, like, "Don't worry <laughs> about a thing, because every little is going to be." All right. Oh, so cringy. And then I'm the other like, you need to go to bed and stop eating munchies. <laughs> Just fucking play your role, your children. It is but awkward, it's a, this one, a isn't it? new level when you're showing like, hey, I'm on Tinder. Yeah. Hey, look at these lads. Look at their fucking minge. <laughs> <laughs> 
sorry. <laughs> Disgusting! Adam, you really... There was some form of terminology where you could have just softened that upper touch. Uh, yeah. Minge is horrible and it's the worst <laughs> it's one. The, it's the aggressive... Fuck <laughs> <laughs> man. Edward's listening like, oh my God, I'm going back down to Cambridge. <laughs> it's no. an awkward one, this, because... <laughs> Whatever Ryan's dad's called, let's call him Ryan's dad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he just feels like he's out with his mates, doesn't he? Do you know what I mean? If he sees these every week, and this is his, if this is his sesh every week, his son and his son's mates, like, and he might have like give up all his mates for his marriage. Do you know what I mean? Because that happens to some fellas, doesn't it? Like they lose all the mates because. Um, maybe yeah. your ma's a nightmare, Ryan. Um, <laughs> oh, maybe she's not, and it just happens. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Maybe you have to get your mates around on a Tuesday afternoon to do a podcast. <laughs> but your dad just feels like he's one of the boys, so he's got no one else to sort of show off. No, he's, he needs. We need to have a word with Ryan's dad. We do. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm trying to be like. Listen, you're in a shitty spot, but don't be. You're not part of the WhatsApp group. I re- even though it's really nice that you're mates with your dad and you're mates with your son that's cool but if you've got to know where the invisible line of like yeah. there's some chat He's you can do with he... your mates VAR is real in this I think that is a real skill so there's a real skill with being a lad is knowing when shit's appropriate you've got to be a bit of a chameleon and I've got mates who just like swearing for instance how we talk on this podcast is how I talk to my mates like that are comics that are male friends right it, I've got friends who just literally they talk like this all the time That's and then they cannot turn it off yeah so you're like we, um, I've got like you go for lunch with them and they're in the Azizis on a, on a Saturday afternoon like they're not cunt said to me and you're like no mate <laughs> it's like the o- OAP special next on that you can feel like Nana's out for her 85th birthday and my mate's like this absolute fucking knobhead you're like oh my god I can't deal with it just know when it's appropriate and that's what Ryan's dad needs to do just needs to know yeah. that's not appropriate you needs, can't you're not part of the boys WhatsApp run. <laughs> stay on side <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's, yeah. So, Ryan's dad, uh, I hope you listen to this, lad. Just, um, at very, very, very least, wait till your son goes to bog in the pub and then show all his mates these birds if you want. No. But you need, I'm just saying at very least, you need to leave Ryan out of it. You know, because then... then all he doesn't the- want to think about Ian slamming his mum and he doesn't want to think about you slamming everyone you've matched with and super liked god i hope i'm never single again do you know when you hear the stories you're like i don't want to go out there i literally feel like a vietnam vet like i've seen some shit i don't want to have to go back oh no but uh good luck i hope he finds happiness but what's can't he do the old banter with his mates maybe he hasn't got like you said i don't i don't think he like i reckon he must be just like he feels like they are his mates if it doesn't have like a father-son relationship they, they're genuine friends because like he goes out once a week for a pint with them like to be fair as well well it is kind of cute when uh like my 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 missus her dad is single and he's been single for a while he's gone proper lone wolf and he's not really been dating or anything he's just he goes out he goes to like dances or you know maybe like strictly he has, and he just doesn't tell his daughter i'm shagging this oh maybe yeah <laughs> But, but he just he met someone before Christmas and then he was here at Christmas and he was telling us all about it 
and it was literally like talking to a 22 year old like she's really nice and she's got lovely brown hair <laughs> sometimes she's you know when you're really into a girl and all of a sudden you just turn into a right sap yeah. uh, and she says the funniest things could you give me a funny example <laughs> One time she said this, and you're like, it's not funny, but you can tell <laughs> you're you really like her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dude's 72, and he's like, oh, I think she's got, I'm taking her to the prom. <laughs> it's that honeymoon period where you're like, yeah. oh my God, she likes doing everything like I like doing. She's <laughs> she's like a female me. This is amazing. <laughs> but to be fair, my father-in-law didn't then go, and look at this picture she sent me. <laughs> no, you've ruined Christmas. <laughs> Time and a place. Yeah. Uh, Ryan's dad uh, leave Ryan out of it lad. and I would also try if you've got your own mates then leave Ryan's mates out of it as well I can't imagine they are any more comfortable with it than he is really but if, if you've absolutely got to share it with anyone just wait till Ryan fucks off go to the toilet get there 20 minutes early show them all before Ryan gets there stop showing your son your conquests you weird weird man send them to us <laughs> no thanks should we call it, mate? Yeah. Um, um, we've got one more thing to do, though. We've well, got um, we've got a song. Oh yeah, we've had our first song. So much. I was literally just ready to wrap it up and, and walk out. Yeah. So um, it's sort of a slight somber note to end it on, I suppose, because I do want to tell a story. We like like we've said in previous episodes, we wanted to sort of big up like a local band at the end of every episode. Um. And we're going to do that this week because we've had our first submission. Have they sent it in? So it was sent in um, by a, a, a woman called Ali Richardson. She she messaged me on Facebook. Um, now, sa- I don't want to, you know, bring the mood down too much, but sadly a nephew who was in a band, he died in a car crash back in August. Very, very sad. Um, and the band are still going and they've now, I think, I, I from what the context I got from her message, he has now been replaced. He was the drummer in the band. Yeah, the so band. they've kept going and they've got a new drummer. Yeah, which, but, is pro- which is if I was in a band, is what I'd want. Yeah, I'd, you know. Yeah, you, you've got to keep it going, and it, yeah. it, it's sort of the right thing to do. Um, the band are called Clear Vinyl. However, um, they've got a song out. Uh, it, it's it's on Spotify, and you can also find it on pretty much every other bit of the internet as well. And the band is called Clear Vinyl. The song is called You. And the reason we're going to play this this week for Ali Richardson and their nephew is uh, because. This is the one song that they've released where he is still doing the drums on oh, the song. It was recorded before he died. Yeah, it was recorded before the lad died, um, and just in his memory, we're, we're honoured to play this song um, for for this lad. What was uh, his What was his name? She didn't tell me, um, but I'm sure. Well, maybe she just wants to keep it private. M- maybe she does. Um, but this is. But if you, you know, but if you know, you know. If they're listening and they know, yeah. Absolutely. So this song is called You. It's by Clear Vinyl. Um, and if you do want to support these guys, go and after you've listened to it on here, if you enjoy it, because it is a fucking banger, to be honest. Uh, go and stream it. Go and download it. Pay for it if you can. Do whatever you can. Uh, and playing us out this week is Clear Vinyl with You. You. 